Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. What a save! in with the glove. Unbelievable! McDavid, 500 points! Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers are doing on the power play. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Evan Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point. I'm James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Scott joining you on a game night. The Edmonton Oilers, the Montreal Canadiens on 6.30. Chad, pregame show, 5.30. Puck drops, 7 o'clock. Cam Moon, myself, Rob Brown, and Reed Wilkins, part of the Oilers radio network. Of course, the game's also available on NHL Hockey on Rogers. Uh, Jack and Louie with the call. Sean Bell 
will be a part of the panel tonight, and uh, I'll be sliding in for a quick appearance in the second period. Lots to get to. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Hey, just speaking about uh, NHL hockey and Rogers and Rogers. All systems currently down, uh, told they're working on it, but for uh, those of you that have got Rogers phones, and I have one of them, man, oh, man, it makes a difference. You know what I mean? It just does. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, we get to things uh, fairly quickly, get that turned around here. Lots to get to. Full, uh, I guess, review of what happened on Saturday night. One of the Oilers' best performances uh, of the year. All in, all engaged against a team that was playing their third game in four and fourth and six. Edmonton capitalizes on a bit of a scheduling uh, advantage against the good Winnipeg Jets team tonight. They get the Montreal Canadiens who have played well against Edmonton this season. Uh, the Oilers are 1-3-1 and one this year against Montreal, but the Canadians are coming off two lackluster performances on back-to-back uh, nights at home. They didn't look very good against Calgary. Found a way to win 2-1. Flames were by far the better team in that game, and then Ottawa just shut them down, beat them 4-0 Saturday before the Oilers shut out the Winnipeg Jets 3-0. So we'll have a complete preview of tonight's game. Uh, we'll hit up on a significant call-up for the Edmonton Oilers if you were listening to our broadcast Saturday night. I think you could uh, tell that uh, we certainly felt like the time had come. Um, and uh, yes, indeed. Also talk a bit about uh, TSN and Bob McKenzie and his uh, midseason draft uh, preview, which has got two members of the Edmonton Oil Kings way up there as well. So lots to get to. John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, coming down the pipe at 1235 out of Montreal. Uh, for years, a uh, Montreal-based uh, writer, uh, Marc-Antoine Godin. He's now with the Athletic in Montreal. Real good guy, so we'll hook up with him at 105 and at 135 today. Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Whitcroft to tell us a bit about the ongoing maturation of one Ryan McLeod and uh, what a story he has become. If you're listening to the show, you probably follow the orders on Twitter. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers yesterday recalling McLeod one day after he picked up two goals, three points, went plus three in a victory against San Diego. McLeod, over the final 23 games of the minors before his recall yesterday, had 14 goals, 28 points, and was plus 25. He's leading the American Hockey League in plus-minus. He was uh, at plus 23 overall. After not scoring in the first, didn't have a point in his first five games, he's been terrific ever since offensively, and he's third in the league in goals with 14. This guy is big. He's fast. I know that maybe if you're an old-school guy, if you're from the Red Fisher area, this kid's got to prove it to me. It's a different time, and it's a different place. And if you're an Oilers fan, you should be excited. 75% on a player's, uh, where a player gets to is on the player. But the other 25% is often about the organization, the fit, that sort of thing, whether or not the coach likes you. And I would say that the Oilers having an approach over the last couple of seasons with Jay Woodcroft as head coach, Dave Manson, out to help develop the defense, there has been a change in priority that has focused on the development of the Oilers' prospects. And uh, you got to hit on your second-round picks and the Oilers worked with McLeod, and they have a chance to have something pretty useful for a player. So I'm going to be really intrigued 
uh, and what we are seeing today in every walk of life. doesn't matter if we're talking about athletes, uh, certainly when we're talking about technology. Younger people are simply better than ever before at rapidly ascending. They have better skills. They've been, uh, in many cases, trained better. And so I'm, and I'm going to tell you right now, the system that Edmonton Howe has for development is far superior to what was in place five, six, seven years ago, where AHL coaches had the ability to, at that time, choose a 27 or 28 year old ECHL call up over a 20 or 21 year old Oilers prospect, which to me just defied logic at the time. And just so you don't think I'm a hypocrite, I said it in house often. Okay, and said it often on this show, so you know it. And that's why I'm excited about where the orders can go here over the course of the next calendar year. But first things first, we're going to tell you you can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Enjoy a brand-new outdoor dining experience, the patio at the River Creek. Open from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, daily. When the province returns to action, so too will the River Curry Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Find everything you'll need for your next flooring project at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, back of the 630 Jet Studio. Brendan Escott, Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, how was your weekend? What's going on? Full of hockey, man. I had two games to broadcast between the Sherwood Park Crusaders and the Brooks Bandits, which definitely wasn't expected based on how the schedule was laid out at the beginning of the year. But only so many healthy teams right now in the AJ. So Brooks came up and played a, a couple of games at the Sherwood Park Arena. They ended up winning both 9-3 on Friday night and then a, a bit closer. Uh, it was 4-3 in overtime for Brooks on Saturday. Now, is Brooks still a fairly, I mean, there, there's been run. Right for a number of years, Camrose with Boris Rabalka was sort of the powerhouse team in the late '90s, early 2000s in the AJHL. I would say from about 07 to 12, 13, Spruce Grove was really good. Um, Sherwood Park, the team that you've been a part of, uh, certainly you know the last two seasons, I think there were 70 games over 500. Uh, this year is a bit of a rebuilding year, but I know that they've got a lot of some of the, uh, the top agents, uh, best junior A players. Brooks still pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at their NCAA commits compared to the, the number that other teams around the league has, and it's not close. I believe they had 16 of 20 active skaters on both nights committed to the next level. So it's, uh, it, you know what, it's, it's definitely the measuring stick, I'll say that. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's an interesting situation with how junior A hockey works. Uh, how many twenty year olds are they allowed on each team? By the way, six at the junior A level. Yeah, so what you have happen sometimes is guys not good enough to play uh, major junior hockey as twenty year olds, uh, and you're only allowed three of those guys right now. This, this year's a little bit different because you don't have uh, Europeans, and there are some organizations that like to have double counters and. And they're at, in, I know in the past, no one really wants to talk about it, but there's kind of been very subtle bidding wars for some of those guys. Uh, and, and there are certain programs that were a little bit more flush with cash that were able to build more competitive junior A teams, which is not to undermine 
what they did in terms of their procurement and recruitment of players and the development model that they had in the track. It's just when it came to adding some pieces that might get you over the top, sometimes money talked in junior A hockey. So uh, as for major junior hockey, uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings went 2-0-1 this weekend. We'll have more on that coming up a little bit later on. Our top story, the Montreal Canadiens are in town. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers coming off of a 3-0 victory over the uh, Winnipeg Jets, one of their most complete games of the year, and we're going to hear how as we go into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Here's Jack with the call. Well, if you've been getting itchy for NHL hockey, you're not alone. The Oilers have been waiting around for a week, and finally the time has arrived. Bouncing puck, corralled by Cahoon. A beautiful dish a second time. Yamamoto breakaway to the net. Wrist shot denied. What a save. Hellebuck got it with the left skate. Skate save made by Hellebuck. Rebound, Barry. Moves it to McDavid, left circle. One-timer, Barry. Score! May have been tipped in front. Barry teed it up. And the Oilers finally break through on the power play 12 minutes into this second period. Behind the net for Drysuddle. From the right corner. Looks. Kicks it back to McDavid. Again against Pullman inside. One-timer score. Yes, a Yarvi. His 10th of the year. The Oilers cycle the Jets to death and take a 2-0 lead with 13 and change to play. Well, yes, a Yarvi has scored some big goals over the year in Winnipeg. And Jets not happy, but that was just a tremendous long cycle from the Edmonton Oilers. Very high slot. Dry subtle right circle. Chase on the net front presence. One-timer score. Chase on that one. I believe did tick off Alex Chason. His seventh of the year likely puts this game away. 3-0 Edmonton, 7-0-3 to play. Well, there you have it. The Oilers uh, ultimately get the 3-0 victory. Lots went right in that game. little subtle addition. Uh, Joe Kim Nargaard ended up being the first of the Oilers' four recalls. Uh, by the way, the second one? <laughs> Ryan McLeod occurred yesterday. Uh, I think you'll see the orders leave one recall open for Evan Bouchard at some point. But uh, Nygaard was very effective, drew a penalty that ultimately led to the Oilers' uh, power play goal. Tyson Berry, a goal and an assist. So all the Tyson Berry haters out there that hammer him on a daily basis for, I mean, the guy's sitting with 37 points. There comes, this is the, this is the thing about the argument, the discussion. At the end of the day, the goal in the game is to outscore the opposing team, okay? And I get that you can make a compelling argument using stats and sit there and say that, uh, you know what, the expectant goals for uh, certain players is worse than other players, and that guy plays, he's had a pretty good year here. There's no other way to say it. I mean, he's two points off matching a 70-game total that he had last year for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Oilers finished playing their 43rd game the other night. So Barry, a goal and assist. McDavid, two more assists. Brilliant setup and Pulley Arby. Pulley Arby was a horse. I mean, you're rolling out McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Pulley Arby. That is a big boy line. That's a line with two of the best players in the world. But a guy in that game, yes, a Pulley Arby looked like a top five overall pick in that game against Winnipeg. He was bringing it. He was in on pucks. He was engaged, direct lines, uh, you know, getting involved in offensive zone strips, that sort of thing, creating chances. And I know there's a lot of you out there that are cheering for him. The Oilers have 
a couple guys are different in Poliarvi and Yamamoto, and they're not scoring at an elite top six pace, but they should excite you because they're young and they're progressing. Uh, the lines did their job. The Haas line with Yamamoto and Kahoon. Kahoon had a real strong performance. And so uh, they had some good things going. The only, I thought Ethan Bear was really good. I thought Zach Cassian was really good. There were a couple moments for Caleb Jones that were a little bit nervy. And the Oilers, by the next time they play Winnipeg, which will be a week from Monday, uh, will have Dmitry Kulikov in the lineup. But given that they didn't have Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I know the Jets didn't have Wheeler, and I know the Jets were playing four and six, but guess what? Edmonton was played four four and six uh, as well before. Uh, it was a good victory overall. So uh, here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett on a well-rounded win against the Jets. In every game, there's certain things that uh, certain things that you like about your group, things to build on, you know, the, the just the, the habits you got to get into and in winning hockey. And, you know, we, we did a pretty good job of it tonight. We, we were we were fresh. We had pretty good legs and uh, uh, our power play came through, got us a couple of big goals. But everybody in the lineup, I thought, contributed tonight. And that's what we're looking for. And uh, the owners got some extra uh, practice time, a little bit of rest time as well. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, uh spoke today on whether the extra rest that the Oilers have had, they've only played like, I don't know, eight games in 27 days before Saturday night, whether or not that's an advantage right now. Depends on how we play the next game. Uh, um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's nice to be rested, and, and obviously a lot of times it's nice to be rested, but, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice to play in, in a little bit of groove and, and you have, you, you know, the rhythm of, of playing every other night. Uh, you just get used to it. So um, I think this year is special for, for every team, for every uh, organization, and, and it's no different for us. So um, we're obviously just looking to, to, to yeah, do the best we can of, of staying in game shape and, and, you know, making sure that secure we secure a playoff spot here. That's Leon Dreisaitl, who's second in the NHL in scoring next to Connor McDavid. Dave Tippett uh, was asked today uh, regarding the recall of Ryan McLeod. Is there an ideal scenario to bring McLeod into the Oilers' uh, active game day mix? He's not going to be able to skate for, for seven days here. So it's you want to put a player in a position where he can succeed. So he comes out of it next Sunday. You know, he'll get a couple skates, one with a morning skate, and then uh, uh, we'll see where he gets to that, that next game. But ideally, you have a practice with him, and he can practice on a line that he's going to play with and at least uh, give him more more of a comfort going into the game. He knows exactly where he stands. You know, it's it's tough anytime you're off for a few days, but he's a young guy. I think he'll get back up and going pretty quick this uh, is a prospect i think that excites a lot of oilers uh, fans I, i'm gonna say it right now this cannot be a one or two game uh little uh, day but debut for ryan mcleod like dave tippett's gonna the fact of the matter is there's some other guys that haven't grabbed it Kyle turris hasn't grabbed it and that's part of the reason why the Oilers have brought up mcleod now uh i could foresee a scenario logic dictates where he's got to get at least six or seven games in a row so you can get a good look at him. The Oilers also took care of business on another front on Friday right as our show ended. I think the release went out at 3 o'clock. I know we hinted on it. Epstein's mother actually texted us at 1235 asking for an update on Dylan Holloway and I said that I thought I could see Holloway getting signed very shortly. Two and a half hours later he was signed. Um, 
Dylan Holloway signed to a three-year deal that does not kick in until the start of the 2021-22 season. Holloway had these comments on why he felt ready to turn pro at this time. Yeah, I felt I felt that I was ready. I felt uh, I made strides even even from last year. I thought uh, last year was a big year for me. Uh, obviously, it was my draft year, but I learned a lot throughout that year. Um, and then through this year, I felt the way I developed this year uh, made the decision a little easier. Um, you know, I got a really really good program here in Wisconsin. The coaches are unbelievable. Uh, my teammates, the facilities, everything about it is just awesome. But I felt I felt for me the best decision was just to to go pro, just so I can uh, further develop and. Um, try, try and make the Oilers. All right, so here's what I see happening. Uh, I mean, between Holloway and McLeod up front, changing dynamic for the Oilers, certainly in their middle six forwards next season at some point. Um, and then you've got Bouchard, who is going to be playing full-time next year. Uh, do you want to mention with Philip Broberg, there, uh, right now there are significant challenges uh, with Swedish players gaining entry into the United States, and there's a limited timeline, a finite amount of time in the American Hockey League season. I don't know if we're going to have a playoff. So I know if I was a player in the AHL, uh, I might want to be done at the end of May, and that might limit the length of playoffs that could occur here. So that could be quite a tough sales job. I'm told that in theory – uh, because of the current relationship between Sweden and the U.S., I don't know if it has to do with COVID or what the scenario is. The most likely scenario for Philip Roberg, once Shalefti is eliminated, they might even be playing today, they're down 3-2 in their series, is that he would come over and uh, do his quarantine in Canada. Uh, he stayed with Adam Larson uh, last uh, summer. Uh, he'd be around the Oilers and he'd skate in Edmonton because what they would have to do to get him to the AHL is like 14 days quarantine in Canada. Then they got to get his whole situation uh, straightened out passport-wise with the U.S. consulate in Calgary. That could take another four or five days. And then he'd have to quarantine three, three more days once he goes in the States. By that time, he might be running out of time. So I think Broberg will come to Canada. He won't be playing for Bakersfield. He's going to be around the Edmonton Oilers. There you have it. Next fall, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I've got McLeod and Tyler Benson both on the Edmonton Oilers as two of the 14 players. Tyler Benson's going to need waivers next year based on how he scored. I don't see him being a guy that clears waivers. So uh, that might mean that Holloway might start the year in the minors and maybe Benson gets a, a 15 or 20 game run somewhere in the Oilers lineup and gets some so the Oilers know what they have them. And conversely on defense, Bouchard's going to be playing every day starting next season. And uh, and I see Broberg coming up at some point during the year, just like I see Holloway coming up during the year. And again, fans should be excited about those guys. They've got some size. The, all those guys can skate. It's an exciting time for sure. But we got a game tonight. So let's go to the Oilers now. Lineup report brought to you by North 49 Home Inspections. Professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton area. Here we go. Let's see if I can get it done in 90 seconds. Same lineup for Edmonton as against Winnipeg. Connor McDavid up front with Leon Dreisett. And yes, Apoli Arvey, Gaetan Haas with Dominic Cahoon and Connor Yamamoto. Jujar Kara with Josh Archibald and Alex Jason's got five of his seven goals this year on the power play. Devin Shore with Joe Kim Nygaard and Zach Cassian. On defense, Darnell Nurse with Tyson Berry. I mentioned 39 points last year in 70 games, 37 points this year in 43. He's pretty much delivered on the level we were all hoping to see him deliver on. Russell with Larson, Jones with Bear, Mike Smith starts in goal. His numbers this year, 15-4-2, a 2.36 goals against average, a 9.22 save percentage. Canadians, 
are going to go uh, with Philip Deneau along with Tyler Toffoli. He's got 21 goals this season on the left side, and Yoel Armia. And then they're going to have Nick Suzuki. Oh, uh, I made a mistake already. It's Suzuki with Toffoli and Armia. Yes, that's the line. Then they're going to have Kakaniemi. Uh, he will play tonight with Jonathan Druen and Paul Byron. Canadians will, uh, speaking of Duran, he's just got two goals in 42 games this season. Uh, Tomash Tatar, remember that name. Well, Philip Deneau, those guys are both unrestricted free agents. And tonight, Josh Anderson, who's uh, got 15 goals on the season after scoring just once last year. Eric Stahl's minus eight in eight games with the Canadians. He'll be with uh, Lekkonen and... Corey Perry. On defense, they got Sherratt back after missing 15 games with a fractured hand. He'll be a Shea Weber, Joel Edmondson leading the league, or leading the Canadians at plus 27 with Jeff Petrie. And then it'll be uh, Romanoff along with Kulak. And I think we're going to see Jake Allen in goal. I don't know if we got a confirmed starter yet from Montreal. There you go. It is 1229 in Edmonton. We're right up against the break. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, our NHL insider, John Shannon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.